Welcome into the 30th episode of a sports podcast that captures everything you want to know as the buzzer sounds at the end of any sports game. It's Will Farwell here with you on March 28th, 2019. Welcoming in. It's Will Farrell here with you this afternoon on March 28th, 2019, welcoming listeners to the 30th episode of Will's 5th Quarter Special. I'm your host, Will Farrell, here with you for this special edition of the 5th Quarter Sports Talk, where we're talking one of the most important parts of the month of March to the fans of the sports world. It's not professional sports, it's collegiate sports. It is March Madness taking place still at this moment. As we mentioned on our recent YouTube live stream, teams have their opportunities to play the best season they can, bring it all, bring everything they got to the tournament, try and get all the way to the Final Four, and maybe go to the championship game and win a national title. But the test will be a lot different this year, as we do not have a lot of the usual Cinderella teams everyone loves to pick in terms of their upsets in brackets past and present as there are a majority of top higher-ranked teams facing off against each other, starting tonight in the Sweet 16. And we wanted to bring somebody that's not just familiar to the show, he, uh, but he has a very strong knowledge of uh, college sports and bracketology during the month of March. Somebody that I think our listeners will recognize as somebody that has been a guest host multiple times, starting on the show's second episode as well, and a few others to this point, been a key supporter since this show starts, and Alex Donar, the uh, bracketology extraordinaire expert, and he uh, spent time to talk with us, not just about the brackets, we broke down the matchups a little bit. You know, that Duke game against UCF, everyone's wondering what Duke's going to be able to do after that matchup when they face Virginia Tech today. We're going to talk, we talked about that. We talked about that con- that press conference that Coach K of Duke gave about uh, you know what his team did to win that game and also giving a lot of credit to his former assistant coach and player and coach K gave a lot of credit to his former player that's also the head coach of UCF the team that he beat by just a point so we're going to hear about that from Alex and uh, Alex and I also break down our picks for tonight's sweet 16 matchups as Anything could happen. We expect the unexpected. And now we're going to go to the big part of this episode everyone's waiting for. It's March Madness Talk Sweet 16 coverage from start to finish. Every step of the way, we here at Will's Fifth Quarter Special will continue to keep you going through this tournament as it continues to unfold with unexpected turns at each matchup. So we sat, I sat down and talked. So I had the chance to talk to. March Madness expert Alex Donar, who gave his thoughts on the Sweet 16 and uh, the way matchups can go to even make this tourney take an even more interesting turn moving forward. So Alex Donar, he, I mean, you've been on, you were one of our first co-hosts, Alex, on the show, but now you're coming to us as a guest appearance, and uh, we know how. Uh, big old fan you are of the NCAA attorney, so we had to get you on, man. But uh, welcome on to the show for your first time as a guest appearance, not the co-host. How you doing, man? I'm doing good. Thank you. Thanks for uh, thanks for having me back on. I'm glad I could get on here for a couple minutes. Talk some well, Yeah, the, the tournament is just a big thing, and uh, if there's anybody I know that's not too far, it's 
that's an expert is that you know since like I don't know how long he's been following him compared to uh, myself. But our show, you know, our listeners really follow the tournament this time of year. It's probably, you know, yes, baseball is starting today, but March Madness is still the biggest thing going on in the area of sports in this country right now. So, obviously, there's something big going on right now, though. A lot of the matchups have been uh, through and through already so far. Now we're up to the Sweet 16 uh, starting today. So, there's some big matchups in those games. But we're first going to start by asking you what your thoughts have been so far with this year's March Madness to this point. Yeah, so uh, so far, yeah, like you said, it's like the, the best couple weekends here of the year, the sports year. And uh, we've had the first weekend, Thursday, Friday, last weekend, started with a few upsets. But when it got to Saturday, Sunday, the, the chalk, as they say, came through. Blue Bloods, the top teams, they all they all made it and avoided the Cinderella uh, upset. Spoiler. So we don't really have that Cinderella team. I mean, you could say Oregon, I guess, since they're 12 seed, but they did win their, uh, their conference tournament. So they're rightfully in the Sweet 16, playing well. Um, but it's been top. It's a, it's Sweet 16 filled with top programs going at each other, and I think um, I know for me that's that's what I want to see. You know, yeah, I like the Cinderella story, but um, if we can get the the Dukes, the Michigan States, North Carolinas, Kentuckys, if they can go at each other, you know, in the tournament, that's that's what a lot of fans want to see. But it's been great. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more. Um, you know, it, it. I think the thing that I followed the most though was. You know, obviously not too far from us, a little bit down south, the Bradley Braves playing in that first round with the team you just mentioned, Michigan State. You know, that, that, that represented the mid-major schools pretty well. Of course, they didn't move through. But looking at Oregon right now, that, of the matchups I've been following to this point, Virginia is really playing well this year. It's really nice to see a new team at seed number one. You know, you love to see good competition, but if I had to give you my honest opinion here, Alex, and I'm sure you can agree, it's always good to see new teams uh, leading the pack, but the big matchup that happened not too long ago that I'm sure you were watching like every other fan out there following college sports, UCF and Duke. Give us your thoughts on that matchup where Duke barely won by a point to move forward. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, so far probably the game of the tournament. Um, yeah, it was, we knew going into it, it was going to be, you know, you know, Taco versus Zion and Seven six versus six nine or whatever Zion is, and um, two two physical presence down low. But it, it was it was a uh, it, it was a much closer game than I expected because I, I knew that Taco was going to give Zion and uh, Reddish and those guys some trouble. But I thought he'd be in foul trouble, and he and he was. And then when he got in foul trouble, I thought Duke would be able to just step on the gas and take over the game. Um, but they, they didn't, they, they only had like a six point lead, I think was their biggest lead. Um, UCF kept the game close, which then when you keep in the tournament, you keep these lower seeds close and they, and they can pull out, pull it out at the end as we almost saw. Um, so I think it, I think it was a wake up call for Duke. If anything, I, I think that, you know, they all, yeah, they're full of NBA talent, but I think all three of those guys have to play well for them to keep moving. They can't rely on just Zion. They can't rely on just RJ Barrett. They all got to play well. It's a tournament, and you can throw seeds out the window sometimes. Anybody can beat anybody. 
Yeah, no, that's that's why we usually did see in the past uh, compared to this year right now those Cinderella teams we support. But of that matchup, the one the thing I paid attention to the most right after the game is that press conference where we heard Coach K talking not just about his team but really giving credit to UCF. That was definitely something that not just you know looks good on the side of Duke being good sportsmanship, but also on the uh, Coach K as one of the main premier head coaches in college basketball. Yeah, Dawkins, um, the UCF coach, was uh, Coach K's uh, one of Coach K's best players. I think he owns the all-time points in Duke history, and his numbers are tired. So I think it was a great moment for Coach K to appreciate, you know, one of his former players, and then also Dawkins has a son, Andrew Dawkins. Um, that played for UCF and I think put a 36 or something like that on on Duke. So, so yeah, it was a great moment for coach K to appreciate uh, one of his former players and a great job he's done. Yeah, no UCF. I think the best part about that team as a whole is their post play. You know, you, the, you have a guy like Taco Fall leading the helm. You're all pretty much set. It's almost like what we saw back in going to compare it to the NBA there with Joakim Noah and the Bulls or, what uh, Miami's got over there with uh, Hassan Whiteside. You know, you have that big man that can not just control the floor, control the post, but pretty much the quarterback of your offense right there. But um, we got to get to your bracket because I do. I know, you know, the thing that people don't like about the brackets is sometimes that one matchup you're really hoping gets you through uh, doesn't work out. So uh, we got to check. How's your bracket going over there for the uh, um, 16 coming up? Yeah, my bracket's doing pretty well. Um, I got 13 out of the 16 teams, but I, I think a lot of people uh, have done pretty well through the Sweet 16 because it's been so top-heavy. Um, as all one through three seeds have advanced to Sweet 16, I think, for the second time ever. But uh, the matchup that really kind of hurt me that I was hoping for is I was hoping Yale would pull it out against LSU, and then I had Yale going um, um, and another match, I had Iowa State. I had Iowa State beating Houston, and they couldn't get out of the first round. I thought Iowa State was playing really well with uh, their Big 12 championship win. And um, but, Houston, but Houston is playing great, and they, they could possibly beat Kentucky here and go to the Elite Eight. But we'll, we'll see. So, yeah, I'd say Yale and uh, Iowa State were the now, I think I'm beating around the bush here. That's why we haven't gotten to it yet. The Sweet 16 matchups. You were just talking about your bracket. You're doing pretty well. A lot of other fans are as well. But these upcoming matchups that start a whirlwind of multiple games going on tonight, people pretty much switching through channels back and forth, back and forth, probably having multiple TVs on at once just to catch all these games all at once. I'm sure you're probably doing the same thing over there uh, tonight. But take me – we're going to – paint a picture a little bit here for the listeners mm-hmm. that might, okay. you know, we hope they're following the brackets, but if they aren't, we're going to have to kind of break it to them a little bit. So, the matchups tonight, Virginia and Oregon, which one, okay, so we're going to each matchup. I'm going to okay. mention which teams are playing each other. You tell me in your view which one you think will win that game and just give a little bit of a description. Okay. And we're so, going to start with the one you talked about first. Oregon, ranked 12, uh, I have Virginia in my bracket, um, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if Oregon wins because uh, they got Kenny Wooten, who's just an animal down low. You know, he blocks shots, great post player, athletic, 
Um, and Oregon runs, and they can they can put up some points. As Virginia, we know they they struggle sometimes to to keep pace with faster teams. They play a slower style. They prefer to play that slower style, and that's why they're taking down last year. But so far this year, though, um, Virginia they had a little scare in the first round, but they've been they've been cruising. So I think Virginia's going to win, but I wouldn't be surprised if Oregon pulled it out. Expect the unexpected. We were just telling. Uh... NBC Sports Chicago's Luke Stuckmeyer not too long ago about that on our uh, Cubs special. I'm sure you have uh, excitement to hear that as well, along with this one. And yeah. the next one is one I know uh, I know a lot of people not too far from us. Purdue's not that far away from Illinois and all the uh, uh, mid-major. And uh, I don't mean to mention U of I. They're getting there, of course. But the only mm-hmm. schools that aren't in the tournament well-represented. Purdue's the closest one near us that we can support. And they are facing off against number two ranked Tennessee. Uh, to me, I think I could see Purdue pull that out. You know, I mean, you said Virginia and uh, Oregon. I'm going to go with Virginia on that one. I got to go with Purdue on this one. Tennessee just played well, but uh, I think Purdue's got the advantage after they beat Villanova. And uh, what do you think about that matchup, though? I mean, they took down Villanova yeah, I, not too long ago, and they're playing Tennessee. What do you think? Yeah, I think yeah, Purdue. Uh, they dominated Villanova. Um, but I, I think Tennessee is uh, Tennessee is a really good team. They spent how many weeks at number one? Um, got Admiral Schofield, great guard. Um, I, I got Tennessee winning that game, but I Purdue might keep it close. I, I think ultimately though Tennessee. I think they've learned their lesson from these their last two games of you can't you can't blow a twenty five point lead like they did against Iowa and expect to win. So I, I think they're gonna come out uh, pretty strong here and, and take care of the business tonight. Yeah, definitely consistency is a key thing at this part of the tournament. You get the Sweet 16, Elite 8, all of a sudden you're at the Final Four and uh, pretty much all stakes are on the line. Next we have Houston, the team you were talking a good deal about that's been pretty well in this tournament so far. And Coach Calipari's Kentucky Wildcats, you got in that one. Yeah, so I originally I originally had Iowa State in the spot. but uh, So did I, hey, I, I did as well. Yeah, I have I have Kentucky advancing, um, but I, I think he I don't know I, I think Houston can give him a game. Houston's playing really well. Also Kentucky Kentucky is also playing really well. I, I think uh, Samson the Houston coach has done a great job with that team, um, but I, I think Kentucky's going to pull it out. Yeah, no, I think that matchup's definitely interesting. The way you were talking about, you know, Kentucky taking down Wolford, yes, but a lot of people thought. Wolford should have moved forward over Kentucky the way they've been playing so far this year. So I could definitely see that. I'm going to go with Houston as well on that matchup. We have just three more, so we're going to – or a few more, so we're going to kind of go a little rapid fire here if you're ready for us. So, Alex, we were on – you were talking to us about Auburn and North Carolina. Which one of those two were you going to pick, though? Yeah, I, uh, I have North Carolina winning, but uh, I, think, I think Auburn might win that game. I think Auburn's playing really well. Um, and they beat a pretty good Kansas team. They smoked the Kansas team. So I, I think uh, I think UNC's going to win, but we'll look out for Auburn. You know, Roy Williams is a great coach, but I'm going to have to go with Auburn as well. Next up, we have Zion Williamson, R.J. Barrett, and the Duke Blue Devils going up against ranked four Virginia Tech. Who are you going to take in that one, Al? I think Duke. Duke all the way. Um, yeah, yeah Duke. when they got – yeah, they, they're they're too powerful. Uh, I think they learned a lot from the UCF game. So I'm going to go Duke. I'm going to 
Go Duke as well. Next up, not too far from your neck of the woods, we know you're a fan of this team, the Michigan State Spartans facing off against LSU. So, Alex, do you think Tom Nizzo is going to pull this one out and move forward past LSU, or do you think LSU will outsmart the great coach Izzo? Um, I I think MSU is going to win, but they're, I think they're a seven-point favorite. Uh, I think LSU keeps it close. I think they give MSU a scare just because they're athletic. And uh, MSU lacks uh, another point guard outside of Cassius Winston, and sometimes they they can't score. So I, I like MSU, but look out for LSU. Definitely scoring is important at this part in the tournament. Next we have the Michigan Wolverines facing off against Texas Tech. What do you got in that one? I have Michigan winning that game, but uh, I, if I were going to go redo my bracket, I'd, I'd put Texas Tech. Um, great guard play, great defense, and they shoot the three really well. And Michigan has, has shown they've gone on their own uh, scoring droughts this year too. So if they get in one of those slumps, Texas Tech can really take over. So I have, uh, I, I think Texas Tech's going to win that game. I'm going to have to go the opposite side in this one and go with the Michigan Wolverines. The final game we are going to be deciding tonight is the Florida State Seminoles against Gonzaga. Yeah, I think uh, Gonzaga is going to win this game. They're they're playing really well. Um, they looked they looked untouchable the first two games of the weekend. Um, and FSU is good, but they just don't have enough star power. I think Gonzaga is going to win pretty easily. And that's our picks. And uh, Alex, we hope the uh, listeners at home will be making picks of their own, all following their brackets along with our sports talk here we thank you for coming on once again you've been on the show so many times i think we just love having your varied sports perspective on we appreciate your time and i think the way this one went we're gonna have to try and get you on in the final four that's gonna be an even bigger pitch or so that uh, i think our listeners love our little debate here we're gonna have to see if we can put that even more to the test with the final four coming up yeah all right sounds good and uh best of luck with the brackets same to you. Appreciate it. And uh, let's hope your U of I uh, team hopefully squeaks it in next year. We need a team representing our state here. Yeah, yeah, they're a little long overdue. Maybe next year. So that was some interesting insight we had from Alex Stolonar as he and I were able not just to uh, have a little bit of a debate there right on the show for all of you to enjoy. You know, everyone picks different you know, teams for matchups. And I think that's the most exciting thing about sports. And that's what you're able to listen to just there. Not just talking about matchups, which team could do better, but two different perspectives on certain matchups that were also kind of in the same idea of this tournament's definitely making an interesting mark of itself this year. Uh, could easily set a precedent for uh, future March Madness tournaments, the way they unfold, you know, way top ranked teams are going to be facing off against each other more. Maybe, maybe it's a new trend that's going on. We don't know. That I think that's the most exciting part uh, for not just you, the fans, but uh, also us here. You know, we, we, we like following the unexpected things in sports because anything great can happen is usually sometimes something unexpected. So we appreciate Alex's time to join the show there. Now we're going to head to the part of the show everyone uh, loves to check out it when the show is just ticking down towards its sad end. Uh, it's Will's Sports Movie Moment. We all have our favorite moments, not just in the sports we watch, but in our own favorite sports movies. This segment gives myself, my guest co-host, and our listeners at home a chance to pick their favorite moment from their favorite sports movie and compare it to modern-day sports. Listeners can hop onto the podcast, Facebook, and Twitter page and post their own sports movie moment favorite. 
So my choice is, uh, it's not completely connected to uh, a basketball type movie, and uh, but it's a really good one, I think, connects to the tournament brand itself. You know, teams, no matter what seed they are, putting their best foot forward and just having that confidence. I gotta go with Rocky Three on this one, guys. It's a movie that came out, uh, the third installment of uh, Sylvester Stallone's very famous and well-known uh, Rocky Balboa series. And uh, it came out in 1982, and uh, the key element of that movie is Eye of the Tiger, right off the song Survi by Survivor, guys. It's um, it's a really important movie, and, and, you know, in that part of the sports area, you know, 85 Bears, not too far away. But a lot of, you know, sports stuff going on then, especially the tournament. But it compares really well with the tournament in terms of a scene where Rocky is the heavyweight champion coming into a fight against the next... Um, contending uh, fighter, Clubber Lang, uh, from Chicago, and, you know, obviously Rocky's like, oh, I got this, you know, I could take him down, you know, I can defend my title still. Not what he expected to have happen, and he, his manager died, Mickey, and uh, he loses the fight in two rounds, loses it for the wrong reasons, he lost his edge, the eye of the tiger mentality. So he comes, uh, you know, trains with his old uh, rival that became his friend uh, in Apollo Creed, and he goes and defeats Clubber Lang. So he, he got his title back. But this really compares to the tournament in a way of you take a team. Uh, for instance, we're going to compare it to Loyola, who's not in the tournament right now. They went on a run last year going all the way to the Final Four. But they're not in the tournament this year. That doesn't mean they're still not a really good team. There's a lot of teams. You know, that's why they have the NIT, you know, for teams that don't make March Madness that are really well ranked. And... You know, a team like Creighton that's played really well historically is in the NIT. But looking at these tournament teams, they have really good mentalities. You know, Duke's got that eye of the tiger growing. They're like, okay, yes, we are the top seed, but we need to also not just prove we belong with that top seed, but we can prove we have really great players. We have a really great culture that can go all the way through this tournament. Doesn't matter what team, they believe they can do that. And every team, when they start this tournament every year, a new March Madness comes around. Every team comes in with that same mentality. Round one, round two, doesn't matter if it's Sweet 16, Elite Eight, Final Four, or the championship. Every team comes into those games the same way. The right mentality, for the most part, and wanting to win. That's what each team comes into this tournament with. And I think that's why this movie scene from Rocky Three, the movie itself, compares really well to March Madness. Teams like Virginia, you know, a new seed one coming out of nowhere this year, having a really great season, really solid players. And uh, Duke, Michigan State, uh, Iowa State making that run as well, but falling short. I think they're going to definitely make a good run in March Madness next year, even their season before that. They got a really good program over there. So that's my movie moment choice. I think it compares really well with March Madness. The Eye of the Tiger mentality we're going to see continue tonight. Sweet 16, Elite 8, Final Four, and Championship game. And we'll have a new uh, national champion in the NCAA through the March Madness tournament. So... That is all the time we have in episode 30 of Will's 5th Quarter Special. Tune in next time as later tonight we will have a guest appearance from former WZND news director, current re reporter and board hopper for WJBC 1230 AM in uh, Central Illinois. Blake Haas will be joining us on the show for his second guest appearance on the 5th Quarter Sports Talk for the Redbird Sports Update. So it will be Blake's first crack with us at the Redbird Sports Update. We're going to talk baseball. Redbird softball, and a little bit about how Bradley getting into the tournament round one impacts men's basketball, Missouri Valley Conference. So 
So we want to also thank Alex Dolinar, who's been, as we mentioned, a friend of the show, a big supporter of the Fifth Quarter Sports Talk, and uh, has come on numerous times for this show. We appreciate his time. So Alex, we thank you for your time uh, supporting the show and be being a part of the Fifth Quarter Sports Talk. We hope to have you on down the road as well. So when the fourth quarter buzzer sounds, turn to us for your Fifth Quarter Sports Talk. I'm your host, Will Farrell, along with our guest appearance, Alex Dolinar, saying so long from Will's Fifth Quarter Special. To continue to hear your fifth quarter sports talk, you can check out all of Will's fifth quarter specials. Go to WilliamDFarlow.com. Join the sports convo and share your opinions on all things sports on Twitter at WilliamDFarlow and use the hashtag Will's fifth quarter special. The fifth quarter never stops. Never stops. Never stops. Here on Will's fifth quarter special.